Thanks for downloading this episode from Teachers Talk Radio. You can find the full schedule and listen back to all our shows at ttradio.org. Enjoy the podcast. This show is brought to you in partnership with John Cat Educational, publishing professional development books and resources to support great teaching and learning in schools around the world. Have you checked out their latest releases? Use the code JCTTR2324 for 20% off your order. Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading. Yeah, hopefully everybody can hear me okay. Um, We are going to do a show tonight all around supply teaching and um, in particular what it is like today in the year 2024 Um, and we're going to explore what it's actually like um you know not just sort of like you know secondhand accounts we've got two actual supply teachers here who've, who've done it recently who are doing it at the moment um and that is beth and stuart um he'll be on later um beth we'll just check you can hear us okay can you hear us all right hello yeah i can hear you hiya fantastic good evening um so uh, in a minute beth i'm going to ask you some questions obviously about your experiences but just before we do that a quick shout out to our sponsor tonight which is john cat educational you can see there if you're uh, listening to this live you can see their pinned tweet but if you're listening back as a podcast then definitely check out john cat and all the educational books they have available at johncartbookshop.com you can use the code JCTTR2324 to get 20% off any item at johncatbookshop.com. Um, so, Beth, just to kick off, well, yeah. you did a thread on this very network um, last week, I think it was. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, tell us about that thread. Yeah, so I've been doing supply work since uh, September, um, having been a teacher, full-time teacher for five years. And the kind of a a series of experiences that I've had since September and kind of I selected the ones that I think people would be most interested in but also ones that were kind of quite plainly quite shocking um so things like so kind of like literally my day-to-day life my day-to-day work I would be very regularly sworn at by kids that kind of the default would be I would turn up at the at the door and the kids would go kind of like, oh, yes, we've got a spy teacher. So the default is you're not working. And so therefore, if you kind of expect them to work or, or yeah, have any sort of expectation around what they're doing that lesson, they struggle to cope <laughs> and kind of rebel. Um, and that kind of ranges from low level disruption talking over me swearing at me I've been kind of bombarded in a classroom once wasn't allowed to leave because a girl called me kind of the b-word and I've given her detention and then she got all her friends to come at the end of the day um and kind of trapped me in my classroom I've had a chair pulled out from under me things shoes thrown at me um yeah so I thought you know the world needs to hurt When, when you say trapped you in the classroom what do you mean by that you mean they they all turned up and whatever at your room. Yeah, yeah. So they made me yeah. kind of ten of them, um, and kind of stood by the door and, and wouldn't let me leave at the end of the day because I'd given a girl a detention. Oh my yeah. god. And how did that get resolved? Um, kind of eventually after I kind of didn't give in, they sort of let me out and 
Yeah, SRT came and they sort of sorted it out a bit, to be fair. That was probably a school that dealt with things um, a bit better. But yeah, other schools don't, I would say, um, sort of inform. If I kind of say this person needs a detention or whatever, I know for a fact that very often actually that's just sort of forgotten because it's a supply lesson, so it doesn't really matter. So just going back there, so you started supply teaching in, in September. Yeah. How many How many different schools have you been in since September to uh, now? So I've been in 15 schools around wow. um, East London and South London mainly. Wow, wow. Okay, and and how long in each of those 15 have you spent? Is some just a day yeah. or are some longer? Yeah, than some that? be a day. I think one school I was in maybe on and off for kind of a few weeks. Um, but yeah, that kind of time frame. Yeah, and in terms of the time, so... I mean, thinking about those 15 schools as a collective and the experience you had mm. there, what would you say was the best experience you had within those 15? Yeah. And what would you say was the worst experience? Maybe you've already mentioned it. And, you know, t tell me a bit about that, your best and worst experiences. Um, yeah, good question. Uh, start, yeah, start with the positives. Um, best experiences, uh, gosh, I think it's probably when you kind of get a class that's not, you know not too bad you know that you can sort of get them to not talk and get on with their work and then maybe it's a class that you kind of I teach uh, religion and English and so it's a class that I can kind of actually help and teach them um at yeah there's one school that jumps to mind that actually wasn't wasn't so bad for some of the classes but others maybe not so great so yeah that was that was nice but that was really rare I'd say I would I wouldn't kind of go into a school expecting that to be the case at all um and then in terms of the worst experience um probably uh, yeah the probably the school I went to where I was bombarded in the classroom I'd say that was yeah um unideal <laughs> yeah and like what drove you to write that thread last week on Twitter was that was that something that had happened recently to drive you to write that or was that just i've decided i'm going to write this now was there anything that like triggered you um, to sort of say all that yeah good question i think it's more cumulative and i i think I, i'm coming to the end of doing supply and i'm starting a full-time job again and i was sort of just looking back and reflecting and and thought i'd yeah put it together and yeah tell the world <laughs> so so i mean it's quite unique to have work to have taught in 15 schools since yeah. September in the sense that you know I'm sure a lot of supply teachers do that sort of thing but you know I it is unique I mean you know I've done supply before but I've never done that volume of schools I've only yeah. ever done I've only ever done a couple of schools um really maybe two maybe three yeah maybe a few more actually if I go yeah thinking back maybe a few more but I certainly haven't done many so what that's a sort of unique insight in a way mm. as a teacher it's different if you're visiting schools but you've actually done it as a teacher so yeah I'm just wondering what are the things you've learned from that those 15 schools you said you're going back into full time yeah great um what's your subject by the way i didn't ask what your subject um was. uh re re mainly okay. in english okay. as well okay i mean what sort of is the common what are the experiences that you've taken from this mm. so far um well one thing that has really stood out actually is the schools that are um better and kind of more on behavior are the schools that slt is really out in force and you can see it and you know there have been schools where I would kind of give it attention or need to remove a pupil and SRT would just back you and 
and kind of the the pupils knew that and so they would respond to that and then that's in huge contrast to schools where I was at one school um in East London where um the my head of department said oh if you're giving a detention or anything like that just make sure SLT don't know which is kind of a pretty dysfunctional sort of way to fun way to be for a school and obviously that means SRT don't know what's going on maybe that that's just seems like a really odd culture and then that's massively reflected in the behavior culture and and that's that school in East London I think outside my classroom I was there for one week outside my classroom I broke up four fights and that's right out kind of you know intervened in four fights and that was right outside my classroom let alone the whole school um and SRT wasn't present at all so I'd say that that was a that's a huge thing I've taken away from it yeah so I mean as a supply because when when I did supply it it is whatever anyone says and the thing is is that you know before I did supply I, you know, you have these sort of ideas that you can achieve what you can achieve as a, as a normal permanent teacher, as a supply teacher. You know, I had this ideal yeah. sort of thing of, no, I'm good enough that I can do what I do as a normal teacher, as a supply teacher, to, yeah. an, to a degree. Yeah. But the bottom line is, really, you know, the honest thing is that, and I don't really, you know, everyone will have their different opinion on this, particularly people who've never done supply, right? Yeah. But it was a little bit like for me going back to my training year. Yeah. In the, in yeah. the sense of when I was a student teacher, I remember feeling a little bit powerless in yeah. certain situations, particularly, you know, I remember as a student teacher, it was a little bit like, um, my mentor she would open the door walk in for a minute they go silent she closed the door and it was back to not necessarily outlandish madness but it was sort of there was a rumble of thunder there you know it wasn't like it wasn't easy anymore and you know and and to be fair that's the reality of teaching in a way because once Mm -hmm. i was once i was on my own you have to build up to get that anyway right but it was it was almost like my awakening to what that situation was like and i remember at the end of my training year we're going back to 2007 2008 now um i was in a school in south wales a a really tough um really really tough school actually and i they offered me three weeks supply at the end of my training year and i i took it um and i i remember i was sworn at i was there was a lot of things that happened in those three weeks where I was like, oh my goodness. Mm. And But you know what? It did sort of help me in the sense that when I started as an NQT, as it was known back then, an ECT now, when I started, I was like, right, I need to set my stall out. This is what yeah. it gave me that awareness of what I need to do. Yeah. But I'm interested in that idea for you, whether it, did it deflate you? Did it make you rethink who you are as a professional did it and and also i'm interested in and we'll get into this a little bit more but the way you were seen by you know i do i genuinely think there's a little bit of snobbery towards supply teachers in in the in fact you know what i'm going to go further i think there's a little bit of snobbery in the profession full stop yeah i think that some of that snobbery is directed towards supply teachers as and and you know what i've probably been guilty of it in the past when I was 25 and I'd done two years and I got established in my school that I was in then yeah. as a young teacher, 
I'm not saying I'd ever be rude or anything like that, but maybe I did have that a slight bit of dismissive mindset or sort of not, you know, not respecting fully, you know, the people who are walking in. And it's very easy to fall into that, particularly as a teacher who's never done it. Because yeah. you're almost trained to think, I'm sorry about this, Beth, I'm going on a massive time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care. Um, like <laughs> You are trained to think that somehow the, the word supply teacher means that they are in some way deficient compared to you in, on some level. Yeah. Um, you know, there is that, I do believe there is that slight snobbery. And what, but what was your experience? You've worked in these 15 schools. What's your experience in that sense with the other staff and everything else? Yeah, that's a really good reflection. It's funny you say that because I've had um, there are kind of two people who were talking amongst themselves and then one said, told someone, told the other one to do something. And then they said, oh, no, Miss will see. And then the other people in response said, oh, she's only a supply teacher. She's not a proper teacher, which totally encapsulates just everything that you've just said, right? Um, no, I think... Yeah, there is snobbery and people are in supply teaching for different reasons. And some people kind of see it as a, you know, a long term way that just works in their life. Um, And then some people do it to just kind of tie them over between jobs or whatever, which is what I'm Mm. doing. Um, But yeah, no, totally. They're looked down on. I would agree with that. Yeah. And I mean, when it comes to the the students themselves. Yeah. Obviously, you'd expect because I mean, when I was in school, as if, as a, I remember, you know, being 14, 15, going, yeah, we've got supply. And everyone would be like, you know, it was almost like New Year's yeah. Eve, you know, what yeah. I mean? like the lesson. And it was amazing. And, and I remember the sense of like, oh my God, I'm so relieved. Like if there was homework yeah, yeah. due or if there was like something happening that I was dreading and, oh, we've got supply, we don't need to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, like you're already, I suppose, starting on the back foot. I mean, how as a supply teacher how seriously did you take the job if that makes sense like did yeah, you yeah. did you try or did you just see it as look i'm just going to crowd control here get out of three uh, that's it end of story yeah. um yeah well i would well i firstly i'd say in general kind of i've worked in and been trained by some very good schools i would generally generally kind of back myself as a teacher but you're absolutely right going into these situations every day totally deflates you and I would say for the first I'd say probably up until and this is kind of a little bit ashamed to admit this but up until about a week ago I took it very seriously and I tried to get every people to work every lesson and you know what it just had such a massive detriment and wore me down so much and I'd leave every day and I'd come home and moan to my partner every day I was just miserable um with it all and then about a week ago I thought they don't care they're not going to do any work why am I doing this to myself sort of thing I took the job I think probably too seriously and then I've sort of slowed down in the lot in the last week I would say yeah Um, just out of necessity to be honest it would be very easy to get really upset as a supply teacher pretty quickly in the sense that you know you you are if you engage in the same way you would as a full-time teacher that's established in a school if you engage in that way nine times out of ten it probably won't work out and and then you are going to be in trouble because you're yeah. probably going to have a nightmare of a, of a of a day or a week or whatever. Yeah, um, now that shouldn't be the case, right? That that shouldn't be the case. No. Any teacher in the country should be able to 
go into a school and and have an have a a possibility an opportunity yeah the potential to have a nice time and to do their job well but yeah. unfortunately though know, the reality is you know right or wrong that that is not you know that is not the case yeah so i mean how did the students i mean you've mentioned some really bad incidents do do you think that when it comes to senior leadership teams and yeah. heads of department and all that i mean did you feel supported in the schools you've been in you've mentioned a little bit about feeling a bit sidelined and all the rest of it you know mm-hmm. ha, ha, tell me about the differences between different schools and situations that you were in um yeah so i would say i'd say the vast majority um if i kind of handed in the piece of paper with the with sort of the register and pupils i wanted to give it attention to or whatever um i think they often seem just kind of slightly annoyed that then they have to go through this process of giving detentions um there were i'd say yeah a couple of schools i'd i'd be backed up um and it'd be as you say kind of SRT will walk in and then they fall silent and then you know they're working for a bit and then they walk out again etc um but I would say the vast majority um I didn't I don't feel backed up because I think there is as you say kind of teacher to teacher sort of maybe snobbery is a hard word but just sort of like oh well supply teacher um you know it's a supply lesson we don't expect anything to get done almost and so they yeah there's kind of an an apathy I'd say yeah um did you obviously prior to doing this supply you've obviously worked permanently in schools so um did it has it did it surprise you what it was to to you know what was your what did you was it what you expected it to be like (sighs) probably yes I think I've been very spoiled in that I've worked at um kind of Michaela and West London Free School since I've been a teacher where be- where with behaviour they're just really, really on it. And I knew that kind of outside of that probably wasn't, you know, probably wasn't similar. Um and so I probably wasn't surprised, but then I certainly have been surprised by kind of individual instances, like yeah, having a shoe thrown at you or something like that. Like that's a bit surprising. <laughs> so that shoe instant did that what, what I mean tell me about that what how did that come about what happened exactly uh, good question <laughs> um how did that come about I was just stood at the front of a class and it was quite it was quite a small class um they were kind of the send class and one of the boys at the back decided that he was going to throw a shoot at me um but because that kind of interestingly because they were um of send needs the school were very sort of like oh that's you know that's what they do and so they actually not they didn't get any repercussion for that. Um and I I would at say all? That at all. At all. Um and that yeah, that class would that, you know, call me all sorts of things, but because they were the SEN class, they kind of got away with it, which isn't really what SEN means. Kind of they need they need support in learning how to behave um just as much as they need support in kind of how they learn and things like that. But I don't think the school quite yeah, got that. I mean that's incredible. I mean, did did the shoe hit you? Yes, yeah. He get, it was a good shot. Blood, blooming heck! In <laughs> in in where? In the face? Uh, side side of my head. <laughs> oh my goodness! I know. Could have taken me out. <laughs> that's absolutely terrible. I mean, th- this is the thing: is that when you hear stories like that, you sort of think, 
you know, let's, let's imagine, let's let's put that in the situation of a hospital or a police yeah. station or yeah. a, any other sort of public building and a child or anybody actually launched a shoe at someone else's yeah. head. Well, that, that, for them. well, it hit them and it hit them in the head. That would be assault. Well, that is assault, isn't it? That yeah. Is I mean, I remember somebody telling me about an incident where um, somebody had thrown a bin. Uh, they they thought oh, them passing the room and they thrown a bin and it hit them. You know when they throw again, nothing happened wow. um, because of that. But in my head, I'm going, that is assault. I mean, yeah. did you did you sort of think about it in those terms, or did you like just sort of think, well, I've I've just got to go along with this because it is what it is sort of thing. yeah you know uh, probably probably the latter to be honest because you're in a context where it's so chaotic and that that's the most chaotic of all the things happening but there are still a lot of other things to deal with and then when you kind of take it to SRT or whatever and they have a bit of a dismissive attitude it's sort of like well what are you what are you going to do like it's nothing to do that's it yeah. And you also mentioned in your thread, um, you experienced very over-sexualized language from yeah. very young pupils. Yeah. Um, it's interesting you've sort of highlighted that in there. I mean, is that something that happened a lot? Is that, you know, how did that come about? Yeah, um, I wouldn't say it happened a lot, but obviously no. it's the sort of thing that stays with you, I suppose. Yes. Um, and yeah, things that I wouldn't even kind of say on here, like it's just awful sort of really weird <laughs> twisted things but uh, strangely enough this 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 same kind of sent class actually um which again when kind of I wrote down what exactly was said and passed that on to the right people they had a very kind of like well like that's just them like they're just they're just hard, really hard to manage sort of thing yeah yeah no, oh, goodness me which... I mean the, the thing is is that I've you know I have experienced not as bad as that um but I have experienced you know some of the things you put in your list of things you know like the name yeah. calling the, the, the stuff like that not yeah. not regularly but you know I've experienced it yeah. and certainly the low level stuff yeah 100 and I have also experienced that sort of um you know, I, I wrote a blog ages ago about um, it was something I can't remember the title of. It was something like "Why Teachers Can't Teach" or something like that. I can't yeah. remember, but it got a lot of sort of um, lots of people commented on it at the time. And one of the bits in there was that you know, I walked out of the classroom once in this particular school, um, and and to be fair, I was there longer than you know, I was there semi long term in this school, and um, I you know the office doors were closed, and you know it was like. I mean, you know, there wasn't just me. There was like five or six teachers on this corridor. The others were all permanent. I was sort of semi-supply there. The others were all permanent members of staff. Yeah. It was just carnage all over the place. Mm. And the office doors were closed. Um, I mean, how accessible were SLT and, and, and heads of department and all that when you were there? I mean, did you feel like you could sort of like reach out and get help if you needed it? Um. I would say there's one school that jumps to mind where I did feel like SRT were kind of there and and I could that I was given kind of login details so I could um, email who I needed. But yeah. as a supply staff, you're not you're in in general you're not given login details. You're not given no. a way to kind of communicate outside the classroom. One system a school had was 
kind of send a good pupil to reception to get someone to come and help yeah. but if you're literally with a class yeah. of kind of pupils that are absolutely not doing what you say and are like running riot who do you send I, and I'd send someone and then they'll be like yeah yeah I told I told reception and then kind of it turned out they didn't because like that's obviously not a good system um so yeah obviously the schools like that you don't feel at all connected or backed up there's and in general I, I would you wouldn't even know well I, yeah I would say kind of most, half the schools you wouldn't particularly know who the head teacher or the um or SRT were they didn't kind of make themselves known to you which you know big schools they're busy people fair yeah. enough um but a way of contacting kind of someone um is useful and weirdly you don't you I didn't actually I don't actually get that very often yeah of course uh, from your experience in all of these schools what what do you think just talking in terms of the other teachers that you met along the way yeah um because this is you know since september so it's this school this academic year what would you say morale is like across the teaching profession you know what was it like in the staff rooms you know what what were the teachers saying you know what was going on there that's really interesting um i would say well i've kind of i've got a theory as to why but i think what you're right morale well, I'm not saying you said this, but kind of in general, morale didn't seem at its all-time highest. I'd say there was there'd be kind of lots of moaning, moaning about SLT. Well, that's always existed, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, moaning about kind of moaning about behaviour, but then in schools that didn't have like there's it was fair to moan about behaviour because yeah. they were in schools that didn't have the systems. Yeah. Um, I'm I think kind of in general post COVID, I think teachers tend to see that as a huge reason for why behaviour is so kind of abominable. I'm sure it always has been, but it, I, I've spoken to a few teachers that say that it seems even more so since COVID and that's kind of got morale down. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you mentioned um, Michaela. We, I interviewed um, Catherine Burblesing last oh, yeah. week, if anyone watched oh. that. But um, the in Michaela, they're very well known for their sort of behaviour policies and the way they go about things. I mean, tell us a little bit about that when it came to sort of behavior there and, and you your role as a teacher there if you can yeah well I think the thing that stood out about Michaela which was wonderful was the fact that you you're a teacher and you can do your job like you can just teach and that's amazing and that's because SLT um, and the heads of year take on that kind of huge responsibility but a necessary one of as soon as a people kind of shows any sign of kind of not cooperating and not being part of the lesson um or defying you then um there are there are sanctions for that and what that what that led to was an environment in which yeah as i say you like you can teach and your therefore morale is up kind of in general in staff because they're not having to deal with kind of awful behavior and uh pupils find it kind of really really engaging as well yeah, no, absolutely. Um, in a moment, we'll we'll bring um, Stuart in, but I've I've got a couple more questions um, for you, Beth, um, yeah. just before you sort of head off. So, from this point on, if you were to start your experience of supply teaching again, mm. is there anything that would be a red flag for you when you first entered a school where you would think I'm walking out of here right now, <laughs> whereas in the past you wouldn't have? Yeah. Um... Good question. I think um, a telltale sign for kind of 
a litmus test for a school is probably corridors and general vibe of the corridors so if you're in a corridor and you're kind of scared that you're literally going to be kind of toppled over probably not a good sign but that's all too common but if you're kind of in a generally kind of peaceful corridor um like very often schools will kind of you all the pupils meet in sort of the yard and line up and then teachers will line them up and take them to their classroom and it's all like relatively ordered that's a good sign but uh, yeah I think corridors are probably quite a good litmus test no that's good yeah I mean I I agree with that I think corridors and sort of just general general yeah if you feel comfortable if you don't have to look over your shoulder if you don't feel that the next moment something bad's going to happen and you're not thinking something bad's probably going to happen today or this morning or this afternoon that's normally a pretty good sign um also I mean I wanted to ask you as well about the age because presumably you're probably with an agency don't tell me the name of it but you're probably with an agency yeah um to do your supply work so how have you found working through an agency you know has anything there sort of annoyed you you know in terms of or, or made you happy you know maybe yeah. I mean, some agencies out there in fact i've got a show coming up in a couple of weeks about supply agencies looking okay. at the facts and the myths you know yeah. things that are you know i mean what's been your experience and you know if you can go into the pay side as well great obviously you might not want to but it'd be interesting to hear on that side of things how that panned out um yeah well I I mean without meaning to sound constantly quite negative I've been through a couple of supply agencies and that's because and this is what I would kind of so anyone looking to do supply this is what I would sort of warn them about in terms of agencies is they very often tried to kind of shoehorn you into positions um that you maybe not want so for example what this looked like for me was I very I very much wanted sort of day-to-day cover and kind of I I asked for a daily rate I'm in London so 170 um and day-to-day cover that's what I wanted within an hour of where I live so like London pretty reasonable um and one eight the first agency I, I was with um constantly kind of bombarded me with this is a great school. They want like full time supply, isn't that? And then I'd look it up and it'd be an hour and 20 minutes away. And I'd say, kind of, oh, it's an hour and 20 minutes away. And I just want day to day. I don't want long term. And then literally five minutes later, they'll send another one being like, oh, to go to this one. Um, if they want long term supply. And I'd look it up and it'd be, you know, an hour and 15 minutes away because they, I don't know, they were just not particularly kind of in tune with what I wanted this agency in particular. Yeah. Um, and I got quite sort of kind of gently but kind of kind of frustrated and kept having to remind them of what I'm asking for and then they sort of got frustrated back at me which didn't feel quite fair um Mm. but then I did find an agency that did just kind of do and do what I asked for and you know I got my rate within an hour and that was in East London I actually moved over to the other side of London and so I had to find um, another one which I was sad about but I I, yeah my advice generally for people looking for agencies is to maybe ask around ask if there are good agencies that teachers you know can can provide because there are definitely not good ones out there yeah i mean there's a lot of you know you you read a lot about experiences i read actually on your thread i think it was on your thread someone had said something like um i i say i i saw someone say um just say i'm on 250 a day and okay that's it sort of thing you know it's like i'm my rate is 250 pounds um yeah i do think that there is an issue there potentially with supply agencies taking the 
taking advantage, if you like, of the situation. I think, you know, I, I tweeted ages ago that there should be a cap on what supply agencies can make. But then equally, <laughs> it is a free market. Yeah. And also that would then excuse some of the practices in the profession that are going on. It would almost say, well, you know, it's it's sort of, yeah, I don't know if that's the answer really because business is business. Yeah. But, you know, but there is a, for me, it is frustrating how much money there is that's being taken out of schools and away from people like you the supply teachers yeah and going to this middle person you know did you ever think of setting yourself up on your own I mean some people tried to do that I believe it's very difficult I've never done it yeah yeah no I did I when I moved over to um the west London southwest London I kind of sent emails to local schools um, but didn't actually hear back, kind of chased up on the phone I get as well, but didn't hear back. So, I mean, obviously agencies provide a lot of opportunity, don't they? Because they're the yes. ones with the contacts. Um, Definitely. And maybe schools aren't, are maybe a bit wary of just taking on individual teachers that they don't know. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a benefit to them, obviously. And like you say, there will be some agencies that are good, like the one yeah. that you work for, and yeah. will gen- genuinely try to help you. Yeah. and won't bombard you and will stick to what you want and, yeah. and etc i think some agencies are probably desperate because they don't have enough teachers so they're just they're just yeah. literally scattergun in terms of we don't really care what people have said we're just going to bombard them anyway and yeah. try and get someone um i wonder I mean, about kind of yeah, commission as well like do they if they get me into a role even if i oh, yeah. don't really want it they must get kind of oh yeah. like it's very much get, in their interest isn't no, it no 100 percent. they get a they get a sort of a finder's fee if your role ever became part-time or permanent right okay basically if you take a contract on from supply they would get a fee from the school at that a one-off fee yeah f- when that happened um when you make the transition okay. from agency yeah. to school uh, okay. to contract yeah yeah um which again you know like i say this is why it can be quite lucrative for businesses doing this yeah because there's a lot of money to be made i think the issue is that i mean did you this is the other thing is is teacher supply you know you must have come across a lot of supply other supply teachers i would imagine on your yeah. travels yeah yeah um, because that you know, from what I've read, schools must be flooded with temporary and supply teachers at the moment. Yeah, no, I think um, I think they are, they are, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what would you say? Just a final question, Beth. Um, what would your, what would you want to change about th- the way things are set up, right, to make yeah. things better for supply teachers? Because there's a lot of supply teachers. There's hundreds of thousands of them. Yeah. How how should, not hundreds of thousands, that's an exaggeration. That would be like <laughs> an army of supply teachers. But there are <laughs> thousands of them, not hundreds of thousands. Yeah. So how would you change things for them to make it better? Oh, that's such a tricky question. Um, yeah. Well, I think kind of the, one of the main things as well that I've learned through supply teaching is just how important relationships and relationship building is. Um, and that's why kind of one off you turn up and they don't know you, that you're not going to have that respect. And, even, and like we may want people to kind of learn to just respect, uh, respect authority that's trying to help them. But actually, in reality, that's not necessarily the case. And so... I suppose kind of maybe trying to get the same supply teachers to go to the same schools each day. Maybe I don't know how that would work logistically, but yeah, um, on a more 
kind of doing the same job but just being sent to the same school I would be very often kind of be sent to a few schools a week and you're not obviously I'm not going to be able to build relationships but I have also experienced kind of going to a school on and off for a while and actually they do get used to your face and you go into a lesson and they kind of know that you mean business a bit and maybe maybe the second third fourth lesson you actually have them they are a little bit calmer um which you don't get on the first lesson at all and so yeah I don't know I don't know but maybe just a way of um ensuring that the same teachers go to the go to the same schools but I suppose that's an agency based thing and how did you like you've mentioned the really bad experience you had like out of interest how did you emotionally go again after those like did you manage to detach from that like yeah like how how did you find how did you do that because that is yeah I think well I think you've said it you do have to just emotionally search you always have to kind of find it like the whole sort of if you don't um you have to laugh or you'll cry sort of thing because it's so just like oh my gosh I can't believe human beings are saying these things to me and doing these things to me you have to detach totally and then I see yeah I suppose then they become like really strange anecdotes you tell someone on a teacher radio station about (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely listen Beth amazing stuff um I've got Stuart um coming on in a minute um just before I do that big shout out to everyone listening live Matt Netty good evening to you I love his profile picture on Twitter it always fills me with um with sort of laughter it's great um Clive's here we've got um uh Anna Lauren Helen uh Rachel ICE one of our regular listeners uh Alex Joe Jessica and Weston um, so good evening to everybody. And also we've got some other listeners who are off X who have also been listening. We've got seven, in fact. So hello, seven listeners who are not listening to this on X. Good, you know, uh, good on you for staying true to not being on X, um, if that's what you want to do. Um, we've got um, Stuart coming on just in a moment before I introduce Stuart. Um, a massive thank you, Beth, for coming on. Feel free to stick around. I know I think you've got to go. So um, uh, really no good worries. to chat. Thank yeah, you. no, really good to chat to you. Um, massive shout out to John Cat, who are our sponsors on the show tonight. If you are looking for your next professional development book or resource, visit johncatbookshop.com. Enter the coupon code JCTTR2324. That's JCTTR2324. And you will get 20% off any book that you order on the John Cat website, johncatbookshop.com. Do that now. Go on, do it. Get your 20% discount. Um, now, Stuart, uh, let's see if Stuart can hear us. Stuart, do you want to unmute yourself? There you go. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Oh, how, how, how are you this evening? I'm all right, yeah. I've uh, been, been listening into it to, to Beth's experiences and uh, been quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I was, well, my next question is, can you introduce yourself, please, in terms of what you are currently doing in your role? Okay, I'm. Uh, my name's Stuart. Uh, I've been a supply teacher. Well, it's about my third stint of being a supply teacher. Um, so I've, I've worked. So from 2005, I was a supply teacher for about a year and a half, um, and then I had a long-term supply from 2015, uh, and then I just started again in January uh, last last January. Um, supply teaching again. And your primary supply, right? I'm primary, yeah. I have done some secondary, but I, I really didn't get on with it. Yeah, yeah. So so tell tell me then, you've done three stints of supply. The most recent one is now, is it, pretty much? Yeah. And how many schools have you done 
in this stint of supply so far? Is it just one school or is it? Uh, at the moment, I'm just in the one school. Uh, I'm actually in an alternative provision school at the moment. Yeah. Uh, uh, but other than that, I've worked in well, all of, all of Anne Cornwall, really, um, and a couple in Plymouth. Okay. Uh, and those different schools. Those stints of supply, have they all happened fairly recently or are they spread out over many years? Uh, spread out over many years. So I've had like some long, uh, some quite long term positions and uh, yeah, just supply between them. And I'm back on supply now. Okay, cool. So tell me then your best and worst supply experiences. Oh, my worst supply experience was my first ever day on supply. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> I, know, I, t- I turned up at a school. Um, I was introduced introduced into to the classroom in the TA, and I was told that this TA is working with this particular boy because he's uh, um, he, he has some behavioural difficulties. Uh, and I thought, oh, right, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, and then about ten minutes before the day starts, they moved the TA. She was put into a different class. Um, and then about halfway through the morning, this boy decided he was going to jump out of the window and on the, on the first floor and run along a uh, run along the roof just outside and i was oh my god just thought yeah i'll just i'll pick the most sensible child could you just go and tell the head teacher that um so and so is running across the roof <laughs> oh no and then go on then what happened next oh uh they they brought him back down and uh, i didn't see him again the rest of the day <laughs> but I, oh. I haven't I've not gone back to that school that was put on that was a red flag yeah I was gonna say oh my goodness <laughs> um what okay best experience on supply oh I've had, I've had some really nice ones I mean I, I'm more comfortable in key stage two but most of my supply work recently has been in key stage one and some reception uh, so EYFS teaching and a little bit of nursery um, I really loved just spending three weeks in with a, a EYFS class. They were just lovely. Yeah, yeah. Completely out of my comfort zone, but just really enjoyed doing it. Do you feel that behaviour over the years, have you seen any changes? Have you seen any changes since COVID? Have you seen any changes in general, you know, in terms of, you know, you're encountering lots of different schools, lots of different behaviours, you know, how have you found that? I went back to a school. Um, so I, I was at a school for about eight years. Yes. Um, and then I went back to one on supply just last year. Um, and the TL I used to work with said, what do you think of the behaviour? Has it got better? And I, I said, no, it's worse. This is this is the worst I've ever seen, this behaviour. Um, but then on the other side, I've seen absolutely fantastic behaviour. I suppose it just depends on the school and the ethos within it. I mean, is it is it the typical, like, low-level disruption type behaviors that you still that you, you're seeing more of or is it just general you know when you say behaviors bad as a supply teacher what does that mean what what have your experiences been uh i suppose you get children being really quite bolshy um so they're um they're trying to assert themselves within the class uh and there's there's been a lot more of that i found in this stint of uh of supply than I did in previous supplies. Yeah, right. So more sort of like confidence, I guess, in a way. I suppose yeah, but in, some... a neg- in a negative confidence yes. kind of way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. Um, 
And, you know, I asked these questions to Beth, but I'll, I'll ask you as well is, is, you know, how did you, how, how do you feel other staff and children respond to the phrase supply teacher? Well, I think it's a bit different in primary because uh, yeah. the schools are generally smaller than a secondary school. Yes. Uh, so there's, there's more of like a, a community within that school and everyone kind of knows each other and kind of gets on. So you've got, uh, there's more of a support network within the school. Yes. Um, I'll, you know, I could be shown around by the head teacher when I come in or I could be shown around by the, by the receptionist. Um, it completely depends on the, on the school. But you're, you know, you're shown around the school. You're shown around, uh, um, introduced to different members of staff. Uh, you've got some schools that are um, quite, quite free with their coffee, and some that have got their own coffee. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what, what? How have you found staff rooms? I mean, you know, when you walk in as a supply teacher, is it a bit sort of like this is my, this is our sort of place, and you're go away sort of thing or has it been very friendly well that school i went to on my first ever day um i went to go and sit in the staff room at lunchtime and every teacher had their own coffee they had their own mug they had their own named milk and they had their own chair so i was just stood in the corner and then thought after 10 minutes just thought i'll just go back to the classroom <laughs> but, oh, um, my goodness this <laughs> sounds uh, terrible did know, it not yeah. put you off supply <laughs> um, it, it very, very nearly did, yeah. But in the end, I mean, just needed the money in the end. So, um, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah, go on. Yeah, but yeah, I, uh, I generally I find the staff rooms quite welcoming places. With a, um, especially in the smaller primaries, when I when I go in, people yeah. are interested in what you do and where you're from and uh, um, how you're finding the class. They, they'll talk to you about the different children in there. What do you think's the most helpful thing to you as a supply teacher going into a school? that an SLT team or other staff or whatever can put in place for you as a supply teacher? What are the best things they can do for you? Uh, giving you a, uh, a clear understanding of the behaviour policy in the school um, and where you can go with that. Because I think the problem with being a day-to-day -day supply is you can try and follow a behaviour policy or what you would normally do in your, in your normal class, um, but you can't follow it up because you're not in the next day so you can like, take away you can say all right you've got to stay in for a bit of break time you've got to stay in for a bit of lunch time but you get to the the afternoon and you've got nothing yeah yeah so that's, yeah i think it's just it's just giving that um op those uh ways of uh following up on things yeah helen's just come i, I want to ask you actually um Stuart, about money in a minute you don't have to answer it or anything but you don't want to but um helen's um posted in saying i've been at the same school for a year and a half on supply apparently it is cheaper to keep me on supply than pay the finder's fee um to put me on a contract which seems ridiculous i i, I don't know if you heard me talking to um beth about her sort of experiences with agencies and you know fees and all that yeah. sort of you know, tell me what what's your experience been on that side of things with pay? Um, so when I started, it was probably about a hundred pounds a day, or I think a ninety. I was getting um, when I was working in two thousand and four, two thousand and five. Mm. Um, now, you know, I've got one agency at the moment that's like one hundred and ten for a day. Uh, 
another one's 140 and the third one that I'm um, signed up with is it kind of changes from anywhere between 120 and 150. Yeah, and that's for ge- that's for general cover, right? Yeah, that's general cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, from what I've read, it seems like the going rate is anywhere between 110 and 150. That seems to be what the going rate is outside of London. Beth was on talking about 170 there, but obviously she's yeah, in London, yeah. so it will be slightly different. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you think... I mean, the problem we've got is is this cycle of teachers being off, not just from getting ill, from stress long-term sickness um and just the rigor of the job like how it is you know it causes that absence and probably more so than ever um and then you're bringing in supply and then because the agency charges the school uh, i mean i think agencies charge anywhere from like 250 to 300 pounds per day or something you might know that better than me but i i think a school i think i know at least one school that pays about 250 per day for a supply teacher to come in but obviously then the supply teacher's getting paid 110 pounds say so naturally the agency is making you know 130 pounds 120 pounds on on that mm. one day's supply um yeah and therefore and if you start stacking up those days um suddenly that schools are in deficit and you know and and that actually that money is not necessarily being passed on to teachers not just supply teachers just teachers in general because that money then wouldn't go towards the staff who are already in the school um i don't know what the answer to all of that is i've talked before about like a cap on um on how much an agency can charge and how much or how much an agency can make but people rightly said no tom market forces dictate like and also would that be the right message to send if supply teachers are voting with their feet and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know whether you have any thoughts on the whole financial industry around supply. Um, I find that the, the supply agencies that pay the, the lower end um, for the teachers will be the ones who are maybe charging um, the, what are the, uh, the upper echelons. Uh, and they will say that they, are more likely to get you work, uh, but then I found, you know, in this uh, in the time that actually, it's the other supply agencies that get me more work than the the one that says that they're really good at it and have all the uh, have all the contacts. Um, but yeah, they are. Some agencies make a lot of money from teachers, but that is that's the way it is, isn't it? It's that's that's like within the in the NHS with the. Uh, um, having bank stuff. Yes. Yes. I mean, you can say it's the way it is. I mean, for you as a supply teacher, what you've got this experience now of three stints of supply. What are your red flags then? Like when you go into a school, have you developed almost a sixth sense to say, I'm out of here sort of thing over time? Yeah. I mean, I th- uh, if you, if I'm just kind of deposited in a classroom with, uh, without really seeing anybody just kind of ushered through, and saying you're in this class today and there's reams of a you got like reams of planning but it doesn't really make sense that's uh that's kind of a red, uh, red flag so you know you're gonna have a difficult day or you have a list of children who you need to watch out for this one this one this one this one um that can that can kind of turn you off a little bit 
Uh, but I think the major, the main red flag I've had would be going into a school where the teacher is off on a long term sick. Um, you don't know why, but you can probably tell it's stress because of the uh, atmosphere in the school um, and you are the latest in a long line of supply teachers. Uh, that just shows that it, there's no consistency with that particular class and you're going to have a difficult time and you're going to keep having a difficult time because um, they're used to just getting rid of their teach, getting rid of a teacher and getting another one in. Yeah, it's, it's sad really, isn't it? When you think about it that way, it's, um, it is really bad. What, what have your, and by the way, just to shout out to everyone listening, if anybody else wants to get involved in this conversation, please do. You can just click the little icon in the bottom left, the blue microphone icon, click that, requesting to speak it'd be great to hear from any of you not just if you've been a supply teacher but also from a leadership perspective if any of you are leaders or middle leaders or even just teachers in the school what is your experience of supply teachers coming into the school i'd be interested in that as well in terms of how you've you know integrated them or how you've seen them you know in their practice and you know how you've tried to help them maybe or or maybe you've had bad experiences maybe you've seen supply teachers left to be stranded you know like in your school like whatever your experience is um if you do have an experience to share always welcome it'd be great to hear from you click the icon button left join myself and Stuart in the conversation and um yeah we'll, we'll connect you up um Stuart, i was going to ask you like what of your learning experience has been for supply has it has it changed the way you've seen yourself as a teacher has it changed the way you operate as a teacher in any way uh, Has it improved you as a teacher? Oh, it's difficult. Though. You know, as, I think as as a profession, we're not very good at blowing our own trumpets anyway. Um, no, possibly not. <laughs> um, the uh, With coming into schools, uh, lot, you know, going into different schools, you get a chance to see lots of different uh, like classroom displays. You get to see different ways of work, uh, working. Uh, and, you know, so I can take different... Uh, uh, different skill sets from different schools and that's been quite good for me uh i've gone into some schools and felt uh you, you feel really down at the end of it thinking that you've let everyone down because the uh one of the children was being really really badly behaved and then you just got to think about yourself and say actually no that's not down to me that's down to the school uh, that's down to that child um and then move on with it uh yeah, so I think in the school that I'm at, so I'm in an alternative provision at the moment. And yeah. It took me a while to get used to, actually, these children are, um, you know, some of them have gone through a lot of trauma. Um, they are, uh, they're act, acting out because they have got some issues. Uh, and it's not because I'm a bad teacher that yeah. that chair has been thrown across the room. It's just, yeah, of course. they're, you know, he's, he's, that child's in crisis. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, so it's just like reassessing and reevaluating what I do coming into a classroom and what I how I work. Yeah, um, Anna, do you want to contribute something? At this yeah, point? hi Tom. Yeah, um, really, absolutely loving the show tonight and really interesting. You were sort of mentioning about from a leadership point of view and obviously experiences of having um, supply staff in. Um, I'm on leadership and obviously in an alternative provision, and it's it's such a challenge. I think it's really challenging for new supply staff who are coming in. 
um, who particularly I mentioned in the tweet, who haven't really been filled in beforehand from agencies about what alternative provisions like. It might be that they've had not much experience or that it's not something they've considered and then it's being sold to them as a small independent school. They're arriving quite shocked and kind of not prepared really because they've not been informed beforehand and I think that's a real disservice to to teachers and you know whether it be supply TAs or teachers because it's unfair um, and I've had quite a lot of experience of that over the last two years of agencies you know really not being as forthcoming with information about what school actually is and what it consists of and I think that's really unfair for supply it's unfair on the school yeah, as well, isn't cool. it? It's unfair on the school and the children. And I think logistically, obviously, you'll know yourself from working in AP, it's really difficult because you get some staff who are really experienced with alternative provision and SEMH needs and SEND, and they want to um, work in AP. And so there's a level of consistency with that. But for children who, you know, do have attachment and trauma and ACEs, sometimes it's multiple agency staff simply because staff arrive and go, this isn't what I was sold and this is not what I was expecting and quite rightly have to protect their own mental health and well-being and don't come back. So I think there's something to be said for, you know, and I don't want to label all agencies, but I definitely think there's something to be said for the amount of information that, that supply staff are given before they arrive in the school. And I think that needs to be better. Um, that's just sort of a personal thing from leadership, really. It's because it's, it, it's, it, it's a minefield, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> No, thanks for sharing that, Anna. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I mean, my sort of experience, I did supply once in an AP many, many years ago. This would have been in 2015, 16. Um, and uh, I did about maybe three weeks in there, I think it was. And I was working mainly one-to-one -one, um, with different students. And one of them, this is one of my favourite stories, I always tell it, um, is... Uh, he was sort of, well, not allowed, but if he decided that he wanted to leave, you know, it was sort of let him leave. So, you know, he used to walk out. And when he walked out, I remember they said to me, well, you've got to sort of follow him. You can't just let him go. So I took that quite literally. I was like, well, I have to follow him. I can't just let him go wherever. So I ended up, this, this lad, he walked out. Um, he wasn't running. He just walked out. And um, they were like, yeah, just see sort of, you know, just like see, just check he doesn't go off anywhere. Anyway, he did go off somewhere. So I ended up, he ended up um, sort of walking 100 metres ahead of me for like a good couple of minutes. And then I was like, well, what should I do? Should I carry on following this person or should I just go back to the centre or sort of whatever? Anyway, next thing I was like, damn, because he then um, I realised we'd walked uh, around the side of this building and then suddenly he just dives down this slope he just charges down this slope and there's no way for me to get down it so i'm stranded at the top of this hill he's on a different road <laughs> it was brilliant in the middle of like skelmersdale um somewhere and i was like oh my god um what am i doing with my life <laughs> but it was quite funny um and then i just i just walked with my tail between the legs back to the ap and that that is my story um and um yeah thank you for that um, um i'm gonna create my own sound effects because neither of you <laughs> given me anything back I was well done. Well done.
thank you, thank but you. But Tom, don't you feel like that's a little bit in itself? Is like the lack of communication is really frustrating if you're not give if you know if you don't have time to learn about the pupils if there's not kind of like not floor but but necessarily you know like a profile so you can learn the needs and triggers and things if that's not provided when you first go into end whether it's ap or not i think you know supply any supply staff need to be given a chance to kind of like have a a, a thorough kind of briefing before they go into the classroom and be given that opportunity to kind of get to grip with things before they go in. And I know the whole point of supply is obviously, you know, to hit the ground running to some extent because they're covering a class, but we need to get better at sharing that information and strategies and stuff so that supply feel confident in, in working in schools. And, I, you know, obviously, Stuart, you've got more experience of me than, than you know, working in supply because it's not something I, I've done, but working in AP as well, I hope that, you know, do you feel like we need, we need supply staff need more information? I feel like... Yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's definitely uh, when I started, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, I knew it was an AP. I'd looked up um, the school on the um, on the internet, just had a look what kind of things, uh, you know, where it was and what kind of things it was. Um, and uh, I got there, and I was I was a little bit shocked at the beginning, uh, but I've loved it since i've just you know uh, i've loved working with these children i've loved the uh um the building relationships because that's the i think that's that's the crux of working in ap is being able to build the relationships with those children uh but it did take time for me to get used to what i needed to do what was expected and um what i do in different situations i just feel like it need, information needs to be shared more also from a leadership point of view so that you yeah. have got staff who are wanting to come and wanting to come back because it's an absolute logistical nightmare to try and schedule things in and run things when it's you know people are coming and saying this isn't what i expected you know and that's not necessarily a bad thing it, it's not negative but it's not being sold what what it is yeah i think i was very lucky in that um the classes that i went into had some absolutely fantastic tas in the class who kind of, you know, they took me under their wing and just explained um, what what happens in the class rather than uh, going through an entire ream of paper. Just uh, said, okay, this, this one you need to um, try this strategy with. Uh, we will try this strategy with this other child. Uh, and it was just very useful having people on the ground who could help through those first few days. That's good. Mm. Well, I mean... That's brilliant. Anna, thanks no, so much for calling in. You. It's really good to hear that experience. Um, uh, Stuart, I just wanted to ask you before we sort of, uh, you know, I've got a couple of questions left that I wanted to, wanted to ask you about. Yeah. Um, what would your advice be to somebody who is doing supply or is going to be doing supply? Um, I would say uh, sign up with more than one uh, agency for a start uh, get to know the schools where you're gonna, that you're going to be visiting and you're going to be uh, going to be working in and just you know uh, remember that you're actually in control of what whether or not you want to go into that school or not you are perfectly entitled just to say actually no I don't fancy it today yeah yeah absolutely I mean this is the thing what <laughs> thinking back now that that's that stint of supply I did 
you know, we're going back, what, eight years or however long it was, nine years now. Um, I think now I would have turned around and gone, I'll see you later, sort of thing, you know. Mm. And actually, looking back, I should have done that. But not knowing that you really can do that and you, you're well within your rights to do that and actually it's good for you to do that it can be a real problem because you end up sort of thinking, well, I better do this or I have to do this. Do you know what I mean? And and yeah. thinking, oh, I don't want to let them down. But ultimately, you know, you are a freelance teacher ultimately. So do, do what's best for you, you know. Do you exactly. take any do you take any work home or not? Like when you do these contracts, do you, you know, or are you very much, I'm going in there, I'll do the job. And then uh, I'm off. At the, mo- at the moment, I'll, t- I'll take a little bit of work home, so um, just to so I'm prepared for the next day. Because um, I mean, I'm working five five days a week in the moment right. in the same class, so I'm just uh, right. making sure I'm keeping on top of things. Um, but you know, I'll, normally I just in uh, other supply things, I just make sure I've marked everything and I go home. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if I'm uh, if I'm working there for a few days in a row, I I would make sure Mark and I go home, uh, spend some time with my family, which is something I couldn't really do when I was working full time. Well, this is the thing that people, I think, underestimate is some people choose to be supply teachers. I think, you know, it is often a lifestyle choice. I am going to be a supply teacher. Now, listen, most teachers who are qualified teachers, who are, who are in any way experienced teachers, a lot of them... <coughs> don't necessarily want to be supply teachers but they want the lifestyle of a supply teacher and that's where our profession has a problem because any teacher if they really want to should be able to achieve the lifestyle of a supply teacher in a school as a permanent member of staff if that's what they want that's my opinion you know sure shoot me down for it that's absolutely fine but i i don't i I think that's one of our fundamental problems is that we expect too much from uh, your, your full-time classroom teacher. And, and, and I use that phrase carefully because I'm saying, particularly those who have the fullest of, of timetables, to say they need that option, if you like, to say, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to almost teach like a supply teacher for the next few weeks. I'm going to come in I'm going to teach my lessons and then I'm going to go home and I'm just going to get my head down and and bomb through. Now, actually, I think that a lot of schools do, you know, will sort of, if you like, allow for that. But I think there's other schools that are like, no, we we have these non-negotiables. We have all these things we, we, we expect you to do. And then those teachers go, well, they may burn out in the end. They may go, do you know what? I'm not capable of keeping up with all this. I'm I'm out. And then when they're out, they will then start doing supply and they'll realise I'm not really utilising my talent here as a teacher. It's more about crowd control. It's more about just keeping things ticking over. But actually, it's so much easier than working full time in a school. Now, isn't that a problem? Isn't that a massive problem that people would prefer to be? And it's not about money right it's not about the money it's not about saying well i'm making more because i'm on supply it's, it's not no, going to be all, about no. it's not about that this is about people saying i'm making a lifestyle choice to be on supply and that's that's where we're at in my opinion as a profession where people are saying 
I'd rather just work on an ad hoc basis as a crowd control manager with all my experience and qualifications because it's it's just that little bit easier for me because I don't need to worry. If you're not a permanent member of staff, you don't have to worry about the future as much. You don't I have to worry. That, there's also a thing with the uh, um, with your permanent members of staff where it's almost like peer pressure to stay late. Um, you don't know yeah. who wants to be the first one to leave. That's what I mean. Yeah, does, yeah. does that present it? Does that um, sort of idea of having to keep up with the Joneses a little bit when you when you're permanent in some schools, not in all schools, but in 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 a definite number of schools, there is that idea. Of, I need to keep up with everybody else by doing what everybody else is doing, and that yeah. just it's just tiring. And you know, for me, I left a school that nearly killed me in terms of workload like i was burnt out to hell by the end of my and i quit halfway through an academic year in that particular school and after that i did supply and i was like you know what for all the f-offs and the sort of you know the times where you're like oh bloody hell actually leaving at three o'clock and three thirty, and not having to worry about anything until the next day really um was an incredibly liberating experience for me. It was actually one where I hang on a minute. I and and actually going, I'm not necessarily enjoying this as much as building a relationship with a class and the real the really best things about teaching. I wasn't getting that out of it. But what I was getting out of it was a sense of being a human being again and actually being able to go, this is a job. I'm turning up to work and then I am going home. And nobody is is sort of demanding too much from me as a human being. And yeah. but in some ways that's wrong. Nobody nobody should have to have that mentality. But that is the reality across the profession for too many teachers, in my opinion. That sort of way of having to think. Yeah, I'd agree. It's um it's uh definitely is definite uh different start uh, style as a supply teacher than when I was working full-time um, uh, yeah when I'm work when I was working full-time I wasn't getting home until gone six uh, most yeah. nights uh, now I'm coming home by about four at the latest and I get to spend time with my daughter uh, I, I actually have hobbies now which is great <laughs> yeah this is what I mean I mean I mean don't get me wrong this is why we've got a problem because you you now, Stuart, you, you're working supply now. You should be in an ideal world. If, our, if, if the profession was at a really strong point, you should now be going, blooming heck, I'm hating this and I want to get back permanent into a school. Like, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that, it should be better to work in a school and be a supply teacher by times five. Shouldn't it? it should be. It should be. And the uh, I say the the advantages to working full time at the moment would be the being able to having your own class, making a uh, yeah. relationship with that class, and the pay is better working full time than it is supply. Even if I'm working every day as supply, I'm not earning what I was um, as a uh, upper pay scale two teacher um, working full time. Yeah. Well, well, you're missing out on the pension. You're missing out on yeah. There's loads of stuff that you're missing out on. All, all, all the 
sort of perks of being a full-time member of staff, being embedded in the school. And, you know, you're missing out on friendships maybe with other colleagues. You're missing out on, you know, those really special moments once you've bonded with a class and you can really get to know them and you're really experiencing your writing it. You're missing out on a lot of that. And that's sad. But equally, as I said, the bigger consideration is you've now got hobbies. (laughs) You can actually see people and not, feel guilt about going out or not even just going out just sitting around in your house watching tv on a tuesday night and not have to feel stressed or guilty about that yeah just having a weekend and spending the weekend doing what i want i mean Stuart, i hope you're not going to charge me for this therapy session that i'm having with you um but it well, is helping me. And I hope you've got like a virtual sofa there that I can sit on next time we do this. I, I do have a virtual sofa, yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm bringing back all my memories of when I, you know, really what I'm referring to here is my experience sort of, you know, eight, nine years ago and the way I felt then about things and like how that panned out for me at the time and just that sense of liberation. It should never feel like that. You know, I can't really stress that enough. By the way, if anybody's got anything to share on this, you know, we're, we're going to wrap up sort of, if not, um, pretty soonish. But if anybody in the last sort of 10 minutes now wants to sort of call in, share maybe your experience of any supply you've done or maybe, you know, just an experience in general of what we're talking about, like the fact that my, my sort of provocation is supply should never be better than being a member of staff in a school on a contract it should never be better than that but in many many cases teachers are choosing to do that because it is better um we've got friend of the show paul calling in um hopefully to offer more therapy to tom um about paul what is your what is your take Hi, on mate. um i've got been at all been at all sides of of this sort of situation um long time permanent uh, supply, just going into schools one day here and there, sort of supply contract till from Christmas to summer, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, the first thing that hits me really is the attitude that you're given. I went from a permanent and I left a permanent one to actually take a one year contract, you know, just because I needed to move away from the school I was in. And there was a situation where actually in the time that I, um, got the one-year contract to actually starting in September, the head teacher changed. And the new head teacher who came in, um, her attitude towards supply staff, where there were three of us on the staff, was very, very different to the permanent staff that were there. It was almost like, you are not going to be here very long. You can come in, do your work, results and things like that. Just come in, do your stuff, um, and then go home because next year you're not going to be here. And and that kind of then spiralled on to the rest of the staff. So the, there's four or three of us often having our dinner separate and things like this and just treated differently. So some of my experience has been be sort of prepared to be a sort of second-class citizen until you've earned your rights, yeah. really. Yeah, that's no, absolutely. I mean, I talked very early on, Paul, before you arrived in about this idea that I believe, and this is my opinion, there is 
a bit of sort of snobbery in 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 the teaching profession in various different ways but one of the ways that that is expressed is is definitely towards supply teachers and i actually said earlier on that i've been guilty of that in the past like slipping into a mentality of i've never been rude or anything like that of course not like I've, i'd never do that like but you know i have slipped into that mentality of oh it's a supply teacher right and not being as supportive or helpful or like of how i normally would be and you know i'll never do that again but you know in my mid-20s early 20s once i'd been in a school for a couple of years i got established and that was the first school i'd worked in since training you know i did maybe get into that mentality and i shouldn't have but that is something we do i think we need to guard against that in the profession and like yeah not do it basically yeah, I think there's um, there's definitely tendency to to do. I've I've probably been I've probably been guilty of it myself in the past. It's just because we know that sometimes there are there are teachers out there who are supplied because they haven't been able. It's not that they didn't want to be you know employed by a school for a long period of time. They maybe are just you know their skill set is is limited to a particular number of things. So there have been some supply teachers who have come in in the past and you thought, yeah, maybe this class isn't going to be good for you <laughs> to sort of come back to. But the the fact that sometimes you are, are not given a chance before you sort of walk through the door is it can be yeah. quite hard, to be fair. In the same, in the same breath, if, you, if you're a half-decent teacher and you are at school for a few times then, and they like you, then they can be very willing to uh, to keep you on and fill a gap. But that's generally what you will you will do. You'll fill the gaps that are needed uh, until, again, you've earned your stripes properly. Well, it's been an amazing chat. Huge thanks to John Cat um, for uh, supporting the show tonight. If you want to sort of check out the John Cat offer, you can do so in the pin tweet in this space, or you can visit them at johncatbookshop.com. You can get 20% off your order at John Cat by using the code JCTTR2324. It's been fabulous to talk to my guest this evening. If you missed anything that we've done this evening, as soon as we finish, you can just click play on this link and listen back to everything from the beginning if you want to do that. Um, we had Beth on at the beginning. It was really good hearing from her about her experiences of supply in London. Um, she taught in 15 schools and she shared her experiences working there, some of them very, very different difficult so if you want to listen back to that this will also be available as a podcast to listen back to so you can do that too um so yeah just follow us on wherever you get your podcasts from spotify or apple podcasts or wherever wherever you do that click follow click subscribe and then this one will pop up on there in the next couple of days undoubtedly a massive thanks to everyone who has listened live as always um, particularly uh, everybody who has stayed the duration of most of the show this evening, um, uh, always appreciated. And I've really, really enjoyed the conversation. Also reflecting back on some of my own experiences of supply, which some of which were not easy. Like the time I ended up in the pub car park, um, stranded. <laughs> you missed that as well, Paul, but it was a, it was a good story. Um, you know, for another time. Um, but anyway, um, it was great and um i'll be back next monday evening same time 7 30 so until then take care and have a good week this show is brought to you in partnership with john cat educational publishing professional development books and resources 
to support great teaching and learning in schools around the world. Have you checked out their latest releases? Use the code JCTTR2324 for 20% off your order. Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.